This episode was recorded in front of a live Instagram audience. Welcome to this week's episode of the Sugar Baby Banter. We are your hosts, Amanda and Nadia. And we're here to bring you conversations we have with our girlfriends, but but never never with with our mamas. Well, you've got questions, and of course, every week we've got answers. Need someone to vent to? (laughs) We're your girls. Listen, we're here to serve you. Let us be your customer service reps. Just sit back, grab a snack, grab your friends, and spice up your life with the sugar babies. Let me tell you about this girl. Maybe I should. I met her in Philly, and her name was Brian. See, we be making love constantly. That's why my eyes are ashamed. Blood burning. The way that we kiss isn't like any other way that I be kissing. When I'm kissing, what I'm missing, won't you miss? Brown sugar, babe. I can't deny of your love. I don't know how to feel. I'm a brown sugar. I want some of your brown sugar. I want some of your brown Welcome back to Sugar Baby Banter, the podcast of um, right now. And I am one of your hosts, Nadia. And I am Amanda, your other host, like you didn't know that before. But if you're new, welcome. Yes, please um, be sure to follow us at Sugar Baby Banter, where Amanda is logged in at. Mm -hmm. Um, Or you can follow our individual pages to get a little bit more insight about the things we might be talking about, as well as us in general. Um, yeah, let me Today's do Today's topic. Oh, <laughs> I gotta put my phone on do not disturb. Oh, I should do that too. Actually, wait, no. Because I have a delivery coming. Anyway. Um, but, is it today? Hi, Is that Austin? Yes. No, I have, I have a drink delivery. Oh, it's another one. Oh, okay. Alcohol. Never mind. But, um, hey, April, how's it going? Hey, April. So, yes. Sorry about that. Sorry for the interruption. I'm trying to do better with that. But as Amanda was saying, our topic is... Basically, um, respectability politics, protesting, and the erasure, the eraser, erasure of Black women. <laughs> yeah, of the conversations. That we'll get into what we mean by that a little bit. Yeah as we get into the conversation. Mm-hmm. But um, we hope everyone is staying calm as you can, as safe as you can, and is making the right decisions for their own personal selves at this time. Mm-hmm. Right now, it's just a very trying time for everyone. Um, lots of people are still isolated, still self-quarantining. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of unpredictability with people's jobs, um, people's school schedules. And then on top of that, we have the um, the rising and continuous issues of um, black homicides, black <laughs> lynchings, <laughs> like actual um, lynchings, protests, just a whole lot of miscommunication. Yeah. and understanding and this uh, i feel like this last this past week has been a lot especially just for black women um i feel like again the whole two battles we've been talking about ourselves like um the fact that we're black and also women and 
have like I feel like on Twitter especially I've been seeing that discourse and it's just a mess and people just don't they're not it's not clicking people are not getting it so like we just want to have that type of conversation as well here today and um I also wanted to ask like the protesting part there's been a lot of protests like it hasn't died down but the looting aspect of it I wanted to know if you have heard any continuous um news of that so like it, especially this month I feel like Within this month, um, of course, like looting has been a continuous situation among a lot of different communities. But I feel like so far this week, <laughs> if we want to minimize the time scale, <laughs> um, so far I've seen that I've felt like a lot of it has kind of um, dwindled down, especially with a lot of businesses rebuilding. Mm -hmm. um, I know that there are plenty of places that have plenty of change that have decided to rebuild um and so with the looting I feel like there's like maybe a different system that these stores are taking um to try to protect their themselves mm -hmm. but as far as looting in other places it seems like for me it's kind of I don't think it's calmed down but I think the media attention has been um slightly shifted away sure. from it um there have been a lot more things happening other and the looting that has been going on, a lot of things being passed in um, Congress, a lot of things going on with um, transgender rights, a lot of things going on with the rights of DACA recipients, mm -hmm. as well as Black Lives Matter, and a lot more deaths that have been occurring. So I feel like a lot of the time the news media has um, somewhat shifted slightly. Yeah. So what we're seeing <laughs> slightly. And so what we're seeing so far, if you're not just there in the moment, is a slight um, decrease, I feel like, in the looting aspect of everything. For me, I feel like, um, sorry if you can hear, like, my, like, the someone's got a whole delivery truck. Sorry. <laughs> but for me, I feel like um, things started kind of dying down in terms of, like, on social media after the whole Blackout Tuesday thing. And I just want mm -hmm. to, like, to touch on that because I feel like that was such a, it was a fail, to be honest, of what Wait, it was meant to be. Can you remind us of when that Black Tuesday, that Blackout Tuesday was again, what? Amanda? Can you remind us of when it was? Like that yeah. specific? So I really get the timeline of all of this because yeah. we're just covering like overall so far May. Yeah, and a little bit into this the past. Um, I believe it was the last week of May or maybe the first week of June. Um, one particular Tuesday, they decided initially it was supposed to be um, for the music industry. Two women, two black women decided that they wanted to stop all um, music related um, like events and like all that stuff because they wanted them to actually sit down and talk. <laughs> Sorry, um, sit down and talk about how they can actually help black artists and like just you know the conversation of, around black artists and black artistry mm -hmm. and um all that type of stuff but then somehow i don't know it was a game through like telephone or like somebody purposely tried to water it down to just simply putting a black square on your social media in hopes for people to not be on social media and go and read so mm -hmm. it was a lot of people there was a lot of confusion behind it and then I, I remember the like the day it happened and I woke up and that's I Instagram is where I get my news Twitter is where I get my news so like seeing all these black boxes on my feed it was kind of like scary for me because I was like what is happening I can't see what's happening outside like in the real world because I can't go outside 
I'm living in a house where there's, you know, people who are um, over 60. So they, they're not, you know, safe for me to go outside and come back in. So it was kind of like, as if we were kind of being suppressed and people using the Black Lives Matter hashtag as well. So it was just censoring a lot of information that still needs to be out there. And it was not the right time or the right way to, you know, do what they wanted to do, which like the per the whole purpose of it. Yeah. I feel like it was supposed to be like, it was supposed to be a movement. It was supposed to be a statement, but it just really backfired. It backfired because of, of social media, of how people just perform. It's a like performative activism. Like all these people who Ooh. didn't say anything oh, for I like two weeks. Yeah. Or like since the, all this has happened and then they just thought that just posting one black square and the hashtag blackout Tuesday would fix everything. I don't know. It just seemed yeah. it just gave people a way out of saying, Oh, I did something. Whoo, I've done it. Now no, no, no. there was a statement there was a statement circulating on Twitter and it said enough enough um what do you call what was it? It was an enough advocacy today. <laughs> I've done my work. Enough advocacy for today. No, for real. Because it was just like a lot of people were coming at celebrities with like racist pasts and like mm -hmm. problematic pasts. And they were like posting about Black Lives Matter and things like that. So people were just like, yeah, no, it's fake. Like a lot of people got called out. A lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And so, a side yeah. note, because it was it, because it was started by the, the music industry, I just wanted to like Put another like little tidbit that m many people might not know but i believe it's rca records it's one of the record labels they decided not to include urban in their um definition of I yeah guess, black yeah music. it became progressive progressive what was it progressive something progressive yeah they turned in some word. other bs yeah word. no don't look it up <laughs> it, i was just like progressive to me it sounds even worse <laughs> It's just, I think it's just another way of them hiding like, or not even hiding, just like othering us, yeah. exactly. which is not like what they're supposed to, you know, work on and talk about, but like, I digress. <laughs> I was just, it, it didn't make any sense. It was just not, it was not. It's very interesting. Mm -hmm. But anyway. It's just very interesting to think about like what isolation and like, bad situations will make someone do like a lot of people a lot of like characteristics are coming out of people. even me i can't even lie a lot of like characteristics are coming out in people that haven't i think it's just that so much that people are just like people when you're not in your right mind i feel like when you're upset when you're confused when you feel like you're trying to gather a whole bunch of information it's like you try to grasp onto the one, like anything that makes you feel like you are a part of it. Yeah. A part of something. So like to expect, unfortunately, to expect people to read and research in this day and age when it's not given information in front of them. You want a lot, okay? Yeah, because people, people are lazy. People don't believe it. They're lazy. <laughs> If they don't have the extra time, mm -hmm. they're not gonna do it. If and they not might not even know where to look. They're not gonna do it. Mm -hmm. So if it's longer than a page, they're not gonna do like, it. Like, you know, I'm one of those people too. Yeah. So, but I'm also one of those people where if I don't understand something right then and there, I'm not gonna go ahead and it, I, and it might not. I don't know. For right now, it's like it's a two-edged sword. And on one respect, it's a it's a black square. Mm 
On the other end, it's what's connected to the black square. It's like people aren't going to take the extra 10 minutes to figure out what's connected to the black square. They're going to say black lives matter and police brutality, black square. That's it. Yeah. And that's going to be that, you know, but with all of those black squares, you have to realize that those people, at least like they're to them, they tried. And now if we could just add the research element to that yeah. and add the informative, pushing information element to that. Mm-hmm. And hey, we, we would have something there. But that requires a little bit more work, a little bit more marketing. Yeah. Marketing <laughs> and a lot more communication. I mean, I've seen... In order to do that. I mean, I've seen some accounts, like, try. Like, they'll try to take, like, a lot of information and try to condense it. So, like, mm-hmm. I've seen some... Like, a lot of self-care, they'll be, like, they'll make threads for, like, Black women and say, right. at this time. Exactly. Or, like, some or some threads will say, like, dear dear non-Black people, like, this is how you should support people in mm-hmm. this time. And then they'll, like, make lists. Right. And they'll try to condense it. And, I mean, it's sort of... A, a lot of them are, like, on... A lot of them are on point. But then some of them are not really some of them are kind of redactive and some of them are a bit more like surface level like really so it's like who so do it really you, depends on right it. yeah who do you allocate though to create those types of infographics mm-hmm. to provide the masses with that type of information to accurately and to i guess um help the whole movement progress yeah how is it going to be an effective way mode of communication that's going to be able to get through everyone. That's it's the only thing. going to be able thing. to convert, exactly. convey the message. Like, who has a big enough platform? Who, well, who's going to be that singular person? Be to... Okay? Mm-hmm. Because five different yeah. people ain't going to work. Yeah. And I think that's exactly what lots of things happen like that. Word to mouth is cool. But that's when you actually know who the core, who the starters mm-hmm. of that whole conversation was. And in this case, yeah. I don't think a lot of people knew. So they, they weren't able to go back and make someone accountable for what that information was to entail. What it was about. Because some right. people so, were just saying, oh, post the black square on my account. And I'll, yeah. And it then they delete really it afterwards because it's <laughs> very aesthetic. But anyway, yeah, exactly. like, I feel like there's it's, there's a de- dangerous component of like having people spoon feed other people this type of information because the, like, I think no name Oh, that's another whole like topic but no name oh, like <laughs> like yeah. she posted a, a tweet saying like the reason why i'm reading all this stuff is because you're able to digest information and then come to your own conclusions and i feel like that's very important because if you do digest the, the information by yourself you're able to understand it in a way that maybe somebody else is like doesn't understand it or like has not digested it that way and also like you not everybody's going to agree on what's on the literature they're not going to agree like what there's they're not not everybody's going to come up with the same conclusion that's my point so like i feel like it's very dangerous if we all have this group think saying like oh this person has this information like that's what it is because then like nothing new will come out of it you know what i'm saying i just say that having a designated person to be the starter of something is a whole lot easier when like that's just the beginning you always need a strong foundation to start something and so what happens afterwards is up to that individual person, the, uh, the individuals who are being touched by that, yeah. who are deciding to post, who are deciding to all of that. 
comes to mind. But I feel like when it hits that individual person and they decide to post it, they also know from a very concrete, firm foundation what's supposed to be done, how it's supposed to be done, what it's meant to be. And once that's executed, whatever happens after that is up to them. But when I saw all those black squares happen, I had no clue, okay? Went to one thing, it said one thing. Went to another thing, it said something different. Said, I don't see, I'm not seeing, and then people are like, take the hashtag. I'm like, you know what? Not doing it. It's not, I'm, I can't, I'm not doing this. Can we also talk about like the misuse, people misusing hashtags? Like, I don't even understand any of this. Like, you know those people who would like post, they'll like post a picture, like, okay, for example, like if you take an Instagram model, they'll like post a picture of themselves and then they'll be like, Black Lives Matter. Oh, oh that's just, just like, to like that put to themselves the out other? there. Yeah. Like, just like, because that's like, that's like trolling. Yeah. Like, that's, I don't think that's like something we can get rid of. That. They've been doing that way before this troll. all happened. You can't even categorize trolls. It's just like, it's a troll. Period. But I feel like you brought up a good point. Like, the whole point of listening of who's like part of the foundation of where it comes from. Because I feel like Black women started the whole Black Lives Matter movement, right? But then when these people go out to these protests, especially non-Black people, I feel like they just go in there with their own agenda or like their own, I don't know, just basically don't go into those situations um, trying to listen to who are the people who are actually running this. And that's where the whole looting and rioting and all that stuff comes from because they come in with their own privilege and like, I know everything, I know what to do, I know what the right thing to do. They don't listen. What you don't agree? Like they don't come I don't in. I think so. Oh no, don't. I agree. That's why. That's why Jake Paul was so. <laughs> I think that there's so many different areas, okay, that are hit when it comes to this looting situation. Okay, you got the random people of all ethnicities that ain't got shit to do with shit about anything. I'm sorry, I got a little aggravated. <laughs> ain't got nothing to do with. Any of the sort. They yeah, that's the true. Station, the march, yeah. the protest, they're just here because it's an opportunity. Mm-hmm. For free stuff. And there's an opportunity to create dysfunction. It's not even a free stuff, it's dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. the media thrives on dysfunction, especially yeah. dysfunction within POC communities. Mm-hmm. They thrive on it. That is like, if it bleeds, it leads. That's what they're taught. we're taught in class. Mm-hmm. Like death, destruction, violence. Boom. Lead. Like, you can have dozens of stories just based off of one thing. Mm -hmm. So, why not? And why not make the looting a distraction for Black Lives Matter overall? It's a distraction tactic. So... By who? We have all of those people who are doing that. But then we also have the opportunists. And then we also have people who, if you refer to a video, I think we posted a, a while ago. We can... We have, like, reuse it somehow within this. But there was one woman, um, one author, she was talking about how looting has been a historical act that is used to create change in a means of highlighting economic, social, educational disparity within Mm -hmm. POC communities. Yeah. So she said a lot about how, why do people loot? Because they see this as their only opportunity to come up on things that they would not have on a daily basis. Yeah. So I didn't understand that at first, 
it was very confusing to me but once she kind of highlighted that it made sense mm -hmm. now i thought about rodney king i wasn't alive for that i thought about the watts riots i thought about the riots after malcolm x's death and malcolm's death all of that and so i didn't understand it at first because of course it's it's 2020 but after she said all of that i'm like things are recycled things come back over and over and over again just because things are rebuilt and we have sky rises and million dollar condos and trader joe's in the neighborhood does not mean that those same examples of disparity and racism don't exist like it doesn't go away and just because you personally don't understand it or you personally don't feel it does not mean that the people in these stores or the people who's driving by and see that you know people are running in and out of the sneaker stores aren't feeling mm -hmm. those disparities yeah so and honestly i feel like something like this will keep on happening because legit we have been asking black people have been asking for the same things since slavery ended since slavery ended for at least 200 well how long was slavery in when it's, it's been about 200 years, about 200 years 200, right 200, so we've been asking for the same things so at one point like it's gonna get more it's sad to say but it's gonna get more and more violent and bloody because at the beginning you're kind of patient like hey we want this we want this guys cause, cause can we please help you please and then as years and decades and centuries go by people are gonna get more angry it's gonna it's generational at this point like how angry we are because how it doesn't make sense. And trauma transfers through generations. Trauma does well. transfer because I have definitely felt pain yeah. that, girl, trauma, trauma transfers. Does so it doesn't make sense that how my parents has, like, they fought for the same things that I'm fighting for right now. It just doesn't make sense. And it doesn't make sense for people to ask us to be calm about it when our grandparents yeah. were asking for it. Our great-great-grandparents have been asking for it. It just doesn't make sense. If you think about it logically of how humans operate, it just doesn't make sense for us to be calm. So when people talk about respectability politics and all like that, it just means that they're not, one, they've been sleeping on this issue, and two, they just choose not to listen about it. Hi, can you please help me close the window? Oh, uh, that's what you call me? In? Yeah, oh. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I <couldn't go>. Hello. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> yeah so it just it it aggravates me when people say like oh but why are they doing this this doesn't have to be like it doesn't have to be that way like you shouldn't be policing of how we are protesting and trying to show our voice when you haven't been listening to us like we are desperate at this point yeah in the past two weeks then yeah 50 years yeah. exactly Abel made a great point like pro like protesting and writing has been giving us some more stuff for the past two year uh two weeks than in the last 50 years okay give me one second hold on oh my god <laughs> sorry <laughs> wrong podcast wrong episode <laughs> hold on wait. Oh. I can't see you. But did your package? We're good. Um, now is it your package? package is here. But we never introduced Tenny. So oh, here she is. <laughs> you want to introduce yourself because otherwise you're just I'm randomly Tenny. here. Um, <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys? How do you introduce a podcast? I feel like I'm Tenny in the classroom. Like I've done this um, before. Corona, we haven't I'm a day one. Um, I'm a mm -hmm. guy. Hello. How are you? Um, I don't know. <laughs> 
Where are you from? Oh, um, <laughs> let's see. I'm from Laskiri, Lagos, Nigeria. I'm 21. I'm an Aquarius. Oh my god, 2021, the baby. Yeah, I'm the baby of the group as well. I'm like one year younger than everyone, I think. <laughs> yeah, doesn't seem like much, but... But yeah, it's just, it's been, it's been a crazy, just even, not even just in America, like all over the world. And it's just, it's crazy to see how this has also like triggered other movements around the world. I think that's one thing that's really shocked me. Like my cousin was telling me how she went to a Black Lives Matter protest in Paris. This lives in Paris. She was telling me how she went, she was going to a protest. You know, my cousin went to one in Liverpool. My other cousin went to one in London. You know, there was even one in, um, there was even one in Nigeria, in the capital. And yeah. people went to the American, people were going to the American embassies to protest. Like it was, yeah. Ghana had one, South Africa had one. So it's, it's a worldwide thing at this point. So and people are tired. It's very interesting because like, people are tired. Yeah, they have to realize, like, you know, if Black people are being... Because if they come to America and they're Black, they're not going to... No, no cop is going to know the difference. So exactly. it's it's clearly a human rights issue. It's not something... I, I It blows my mind when I see videos of, like, Starbucks or, like... um I think the last one I saw was Taco Bell. And this one person, this one employee was basically fired because he was wearing a Black Lives Matter mask. And they really? didn't want them to you basically show a political affiliation or anything like and I'm just like, what like what's but political it's not a about political this? I think it's just a matter of right like being a good person and being a bad person. Like it's not <laughs> seen really as right a human being anymore. Yeah. It did it doesn't like click for me, like why even the whole fact that masks now are seen as a political issue. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so no, it's, it's Yeah, you guys say yeah. something. Oh, no. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say, like, it's insane. No, continue. Yeah, it's just, it blows my mind, and it makes me quite upset that um, everything has to be polarized in this country. Mm-hmm. Mm, like, it's just annoying. But, um... Yeah. It's, like, it feels like it just has to be, it's always a constant, like, us versus them. Like, for example, how people are tweeting now that, oh, if black lives that's how someone was trying to tweet white lives matter too like you saying black lives you saying black people should be treated like every other human being means instantly that you're anti-white and i have a huge problem with that it's because they feel as if um it's because for once the spotlight is not on white people that's why they feel threatened by that statement (laughs) no but that's like that's to me that's kind of scary because i'm like do you feel like the world revolves around your whiteness? Like yes, that, that, do you not understand that's the system how it's designed? In the world? <laughs> like that's how the system's so designed. Weird. And also, it's, it's so just—it's really the system because, like, from a young age, first of all, you're taught to be American. You know, I pledge allegiance—I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Yeah. Blah blah blah. So, like they think first like it's your American first and then everything else comes second and then two yeah. they don't even really learn about other countries like that no like, geography yeah, is not a thing really, so they really do think, think they're the center like, of the world like yeah. the, the only like way they learn about other countries is through shows or through the like what other country like their country this bombing and stuff like that so like it's they really do think that like if it's not American then it doesn't really matter 
yeah. And usually white good. American means white America. Because mm-hmm. even like even like outside of outside the country, even when you like ask what does an American look like, people are gonna like call white Americans mm-hmm. unless it's like about hip hop, and then all of a sudden, oh, black people. Like, you get yeah. what I mean? They don't actually like realize because it's actually weird because we I talked about it with a few people and then I realized like America actually doesn't have an official it doesn't have an official language it doesn't have an official English yeah what do you mean no no it doesn't have an official English doesn't English because there's so many languages spoken in America they don't have an official language. no the primary language is English no but the primary language is what English, is written what is the Constitution written in? It's in English. Mm-hmm. What's the Declaration of Independence? <laughs> it's in English. But does that mean it's the official? Yes, language? the United States is a melting pot, but a melting pot. But the official language is English. Oh, I always thought I had like three <laughs> languages. Well, no, because there's so many things that are offered in other no, languages. I that's I true. That, that is true. That is true. Like there are things offered. Like if in you, Spanish for example, if you call like a customer service, they'll ask you, "Do you want it in Chinese? Do you want it in Arabic? Do you want it in Spanish? Do you, want, you get what I mean?" They have had but that America comedy. is multi-ethnic. Okay. Yeah, I guess. So. That's what it is. There is no. Um, it's not. What is the word? There is no singular. There's no singular. Yeah, ethnicity. That's a good word. Yeah. Lots of places, lots of other countries, they will have singular ethnicities, but but a variety of different like races. Yeah, yeah. But I wanted to um, bring up the point of like the conversation of like police brutality and black women, because I feel like this whole thing was sparked by George Floyd, and I understand that when you see the video, I haven't fully seen the video yet because I'm tired of seeing black people would, getting I murdered um, on live TV. So uh, I understand when you see a video like that, I understand how this can have like all, like, you know, come out of that. But not too long ago, Breonna Taylor was killed in her own home. While she was sleeping. While she was sleeping, the cops did not knock. They did not um, per, like uh, announce themselves. And her boyfriend or husband shot them and then that's what caused up the whole and he got shootout arrested, yeah. and he got i think he's arrested he's in jail he got arrested yeah yeah so i just feel like why didn't a story like that spark something like this like the, what we've seen the past 20 days like why did it have to be someone literally being killed inhumanely in front of us for that time i just like it just yeah, and they're still employed. The cops who did this are still employed. That's like what really like sickens me because I just don't understand like why like if you are doing your job, we shouldn't have to always erupt and riot and protest for you to do what's right, you know? Yeah. I think the issue is like there is so much how state governments work that when things hit the media and hit the internet on a global scale that it starts to really highlight the separation of state government and overall United States policy. Because if you think about things that are being brought to the Supreme Court, like you would obviously think, okay, this makes sense. Like why wouldn't these officers be sentenced like in charge and arrested. I think they've been sentenced to second. They've been charged for second degree murder. Right, but it's it should be forever. It took That's forever. for George. That's yeah, I personally think it should be. That's after degree. ten days of protest. All of that took so long. It took a long and time. And if you think about 
how you would think that all of that is supposed to work. You said, oh, immediately that person, that officer is going to be taken into custody as soon as he returns, you know, finishes his paperwork, they're going to realize there's a flaw. Mm -hmm. They're going to look at all of these body cameras and realize that this man was literally kneeling on this man's neck. They're going to realize that that man didn't need four other cops, like three other cops mm -hmm. holding him down. Mm -hmm. There was no need for them not to check his pulse. As soon as the ambulance arrived, there was no need for any of that. Mm -hmm. But we see local how local government works and that's basically it if the governor says or the police chief starting from the police chief says oh there's nothing there there's no you know um foul play this was completely protocol then you know what it's not even gonna make it towards the governor it's not gonna mm -hmm. get towards anything higher than that police department yeah and so i think now when people are like oh let's defund the police department, I feel like, yes, there needs to be defunding because these people who are making these, um, these elaborate salaries aren't doing the elaborate, amazing work that they need to do. Do you know what I heard? California, their police department has $3 billion with a B, $3 billion. That's like $8 so, million a day. How many cops they had? Because it blew my mind. I'm like, okay, <laughs> the police officers have all these. The police departments have three billion dollars, but doctors are begging for simple PPE during a pandemic. During right? a pandemic, they're asking for <laughs> things, masks, gear. Like they're just, it's just so like minute things, and we have the department having three billion dollars basically to terrorize us. And the thing is, like, you got $3 billion, right? But I got cops coming into Target looking like, can you guys spare Lysol? <laughs> can we spare Lysol? The police department ain't buying y'all Lysol? What are they buying? So where's the money? Y'all a bicycle? Can you get a Segway? $5.6 billion? Oh, my God. <laughs> NYPD has $5.6 billion. <laughs> That's more, like... You know, do you realize that countries don't have that? I'm likely still going through. Mine is still going through. Because I put my phone on Do Not Disturb. Anyway, this is neither here nor there. Yeah, mine but... is still going through. It's a, it's like, I don't know why. How are it's they so getting annoying. through Do Not Disturb? I don't know. I digress. <laughs> but I'm confused as to where this money is being allocated. I'm really confused. Because if you have $3 billion, is everybody getting... 100k <laughs> and they don't because even like, have, they don't even give the time to, to like they don't even give the time to train them for more than a year they don't even train them for more than a year they train them for like eight weeks to maybe six months max at this point it's a uniform it's just a uniform we got walmart security guards in police uniforms Yep, with guns and... With guns also, and there was, like, a little... There was something that I saw about kids being, like, on the front line. I, did, I feel like that was just... Let's... Oh! I have up. so I, much we didn't to talk say about that. Because I am so upset. Remember the video... Okay, so remember the video of that little girl who was chanting... I've forgotten her name. Yeah. That little girl that was chanting. I'm not even talking about that side. I'm not even talking about that side of the line. I'm talking about, like, police officers, the... the when they yeah. said martial law. 
the guards, yeah, the military, they're putting children. There was a child on the front line. Of the police? Wait, yes, what? of the okay, police no, officers. That's, that's, okay, we're talking about <laughs> But we can also talk about Explain that fact, about the little girl. Say, say what you want to say, Tenny. Okay, I'm just, I'm so upset. Because so many videos that I have seen of all these protests, I'm seeing women and children at the front lines. Mm -hmm. People are literally, you know, all these people that are like going around taking pictures that are supposed to be statements. And it's like these, and it's not even like they're teenagers or something. I'm seeing like six-year-olds yeah, six being in, put, put in front of, um, what do you call it? What do you call this thing? I'm sorry, I'm not American. What? Barricade? No, no, no. The, um, the, the riot squads. Yeah, the police barricade. barricade. Yeah, police barricade. Okay, yeah. And they're being put in front of police barricade. I'm like, that is so... What parents would I allow would their children... Why would you... What, first of all, why I mean, how that's a protest? When you know no. the risks of protests. I think my Why are people the putting their children at risk? The, I don't understand that. that people are... The fact that people what? are praising that they're seeing these children people there... People are praising the children. That's not something you, know, you should be praising. It's not. You should be considering their safety. You can teach your children about racism instead of putting them in danger. Like, I don't understand. You can teach your children about racism from home. Yes. You can show them videos. Why are they, why are they at the front lines? Nadia, the front lines. Listen. The front I, lines. No. I wish no. I had a history book right now. No. Because I'm about to butcher no. the date and location of this. But, mm -mm. as I say, History repeats itself. Mm -hmm. History repeats itself because there have been countless marches that included children. I know the riots in the sixties because they were no, like, they were like arresting then, so many people. They put there were marches with children, children coming out of their schoolhouses to be to encourage people Wasn't to that register. Integration? For, that that was there yeah. was integration. There were that was occurring when people were trying to register to vote. Mm -hmm. That was occurring when people were fighting against Vietnam the korean wars and everything like that the whole hippie movement is started just, by kids mm -hmm. started by teenagers started by young adults yeah. no. and so i understand the babies but like that's unfortunately that has been a reoccurring thing with all of these marches and protests and looting and all of that all of these movements are reoccurrence they're reoccurring things because people truly do believe in repetition is what creates change if things have happened, if they did this 50 years ago, we're going to do it twice as hard. That's what yeah. people are coming to the consideration. Like, that's like, what I, coming I feel like at this point, you have to consider between that time and now, what has really changed? A lot people, has changed. No, a lot, a has, lot changed has, has not you, but nothing been has stabilized. Stabilized is the right word. Okay, yes. Yeah, a lot has changed, but it has not been stabilized. So people are doing the same things. Or similar variety, like similar, what is it? Not varieties, but similar tactics. Right. Tactics. They are practicing similar tactics that they have before because they are hoping to create similar results. I just think it's, I just think it's unreasonable. I'm seeing pregnant women like writing statements on their bellies and they look like eight months pregnant. I'm seeing children. It's just not, no, no. Now, because what I, they're dangerous. I feel like there's a difference if it was like peaceful protesting. I mean, that's what they're trying to do, but of course, the police but escalated. It's not happening. So these women and children need to stay at home. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's happening. I'm sorry. But all of, I feel like the majority of these protests, they start out very peaceful. 
But there's always certain things, different things, a variety of different components that go into what creates peaceful and what transitions that into what we see on TV. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's just how that goes. And there's that you could have, I've seen countless peaceful protests occur in communities. When you're looking at protests, you can't look at just so much of when there's thousands and tens of thousands of people marching. Mm -hmm. There are smaller communities who are taking, you know, the time out to create safer environments for their marches. That way children can practice, you know, okay, but their what about social the activism. Big, no, okay, but what, those are smaller communities. What about the big cities? What big about cities New York? are what doing about the same what about, thing. It's just that you're not, are not developed by Black Lives Matter. These are small groups of people. People are coming together in all different groups. And you don't really see that a lot I'm because not, it's not centralized right. on the media. They're just not exactly. taking the story. There are people not. who are organizing things all over the country, small groups. There was a, there was a march that went from um, Chevy Chase to the cathedral yeah, that went down Wisconsin on my mm -hmm. job. There was another protest on Sunday that did the same exact thing. There are protests everywhere. People are just organizing themselves differently. There's not so much like how, if you think about back in the day in the 50s and 60s, the NAACP and SNCC mm -hmm. and the Essence, like all of that, mm -hmm. those were core organizations developed by, you know, yeah, a people. whole bunch of people mm -hmm. regionally, a whole bunch of people who had the same religious background, ethnic background. If you think of like the Nation of Islam, for goodness sake, like all of that. Mm -hmm. But now it's not so much derived from a group of people of one ethnicity. It's a group of people who share the same ideas or who live in the same community or who have the same, you know, mindset about how that protest should work. And they're creating smaller marches. It's not so much one big whole million man yeah. march, right? Mm -hmm. It's individualized. So we don't get to see that unless you're really looking for it or unless you're actually, right now it's a lot, People are depending on the news to see all of these marches and to see all of these protests and what's happening because they are uncomfortable going outside. Yeah. Or they they don't feel like it's safe or they don't have the opportunity to go out yet. I'm sorry. Because of COVID. So I feel like if COVID wasn't here, you would kind of be able to see all of that. But then again, if COVID wasn't here, I don't think there would have been this much. Like, like we wouldn't have 20 days of protests if COVID was still here. Yeah, people would be going to work. People. Yeah, I feel like would, we would still be in the hustle and bustle of the real world. Yeah, and we wouldn't have like there'd be a lot more cars on the street. I there think be... there's still who there's a ton of cars on the street right now. No, but there's yeah. more. Their gnosis is back to normal. Are you the sure? Shit's back to, I'm sorry, it's back to normal. Everything's back to normal. It is. People are outside. I'm not saying maybe people, just people are outside. Maybe people are seen. driving. People like all of that is is basically the same. Like, everything is, like, quickly, like, it's quickly coming back. Yeah. Like, it's okay. scary how quickly it, it came back. Like, I used to go and walk to work, and there'd be no cars on the street. If you wanted to. Yeah, it was a mm -hmm. Work time. circle. Beep, beep. Beep. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my. Construction. I'm like, construction? Y'all can't be doing this one. Construction. Right? I'm like, got to walk on the other side of the street just to get to this side of the street. It's, it's back to me. We had a question here. Um, are you offended by J. Cole? Have you listened to the track? I have you heard Can about it? Can I get track? a recap? I'm okay. sorry. Okay. <laughs> so the recap is J. Cole released a track, I believe, two days ago. Um, basically, 
what uh, what what the gist is that he was calling out not really calling out but he was just saying that um no name she's on twitter at like she created this whole book club and she's been telling people like oh you need to educate yourself you guys need to be doing the work basically calling out black men because they're not doing the work of educating themselves and they basically want to be spoon-fed the information like how we were talking about before and j cole what didn't like that didn't like necessarily enjoy reading that because he felt like he was being called out and he felt that he wasn't doing enough and then he was telling her that basically to watch your tone of how you're talking to people because instead of instead of putting people down you could be educating these people who are clearly clearly don't know um all the stuff that you're talking about so it a lot of people were outraged because like the timing of it one that poor girl just died 48 hours ago about talking about her own experiences and now he's telling other black women to like watch your tone of how you're um educating people and then two um the whole song really kind of stank of male privilege because we as black women did the work we went out and did the reading if we didn't understand it we googled the words if we didn't um get it we discussed with other people we did the work the mental work of understanding the oppression that is being put against us and it feels like black men are not understanding that we go through three different two different battles of racism and sexism and then they don't want they want us to teach them when we have been doing the work of teaching ourselves and i feel like they're they have access to the same resources that we do so Mm -hmm. why do we have to teach you if it's clear that there's a problem yeah and it's clear that we're going through something why do we have to teach you our problem if we told you that there's a problem you go look out okay since i'm the male since we live in okay let's say because we live in a patriarchy technically the men are supposed to be the leaders of the society Mm -hmm. why do we have to teach you how to be the leaders of the society you're a part of that system like when you're a part of that system you technically have more power than us in this system so why do we have to teach you how to have power it doesn't make any sense at this point we might as well just rewrite gender roles (laughs) that's what i'm tired of this subliminal these unwritten rules like you're supposed to be my girl and my mother no, oh, my you supposed to be my girl my mother my educator the person i have sex with (laughs) All, all, of of all, of all of it. And also, also, also your this. warrior. Also your warrior. You're supposed to be the strong, the, the strong. You know what? Okay, okay. About the this, this was also why, like, the timing of this song was just so, like, hurtful because we were having a whole conversation on Twitter, like, how black men were saying, like, oh, why would I protect black women when I don't know them? They want all this type of stuff. Like, like that literally has never crossed my mind as a black woman that why would I protect black men? Why would I fight for Black Lives Matter? And knowing you that know, black women are included know, in that. Because women in the black community have been conditioned their whole lives to fight for black men. Because we it's tiring. black men. So, but we get that. But like, like honestly, why can't... Whose sperms create the baby? They have period. just as much responsibility. We nurture it. It's... it's uh, we're back to this. I've never had a child, okay? Neither have I. Never had a child, <laughs> uh-huh. okay? But when you nurture that, yes, they they are part two of the. We are like, not asexual. But beings. listen, when you are pregnant, you grow that. That is your. That yeah, we, I understand so that. I understand that we have a deeper <laughs> understanding of the love. It's the same thing. They're supposed to, but 
they don't carry that baby. That baby is yours. When you think of, when people see other, I feel like people, women have these instincts, right? They mm -hmm. have those maternal instincts. Like, have you ever just walked by, like, in a, you were in a store, and a kid runs by, but you don't see no parent, and you're just like, oh, my God, what the hell? Where's this kid going? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, what the, like, you're, like, trying to. You worry like, for oh that child God. as if, like. Right, as if it's yours, because right. you have that maternal instinct in you. And that, and no matter who it is, every woman has that. So when you think about who it is that is, like, leading these movements and sure. why they're doing it, it's because they understand women that love. have that instinct. No matter who it is, you see a little black kid that you think what happens to them could happen to your seed. Mm -hmm. And that's just how that's that is. Agreed. That's But then that's, that's just not I fair. That, if we, like, if we, where are the fathers? Where are the fathers? No, but I think no, that it's very naive to, to no, 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 wait. Can I just see my point? Can I just my point? Yeah, I think it's ahead. very naive to like just water it down just to like we have maternal instincts. That therefore we should be the ones to protect every exactly. single person because no, 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 we no, 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 are just no. really asking for them to see us as human beings, and therefore we should be protected. That's all we're asking. So Period. I don't understand why Period. it has to be. Oh, we are only going to protect the ones that we are related to, and then we only care about those ones. It's a lot of conditioning. Yes, I just think it's kind of BS for them to say that like, we are not going to put ourselves on the front line just because we don't know them. Like that could be your sister, that could be your your wife, that could be your mother, that could be your daughter. Like it should not matter because we are human beings. Therefore, we should deserve. We deserve to be protected. I agree wholeheartedly. And I we shouldn't have asked them. Like it shouldn't be something no, that we have to ask. We should not have to ask them. It should be something that should be open. Why do we that? They, and that is their, <laughs> no, and that is their that. fault. Why do we have to teach them that? It doesn't make any sense. I have no clue. Uh, that's one thing that I don't have. Is it takes one sperm and one egg. It's not that it takes two eggs and one sperm. It's not that it takes two sperms and one egg. It takes one egg and one sperm <laughs> to make a baby. So I don't understand. Where's the sperm? Why isn't he functioning anymore once the baby's born? I, I just feel like it's very interesting. It's always just been so absent. Well, then now they need to get back. Unfortunately, it's their fault. So listen, it's not our fault. So why, we, why should we suffer for that? Okay. If we want to go even deeper. Me and Amanda okay. have talked about this. Let's go even deeper. Go even deeper, okay? Mm -hmm. Let's see. When you look at community structure, right? Mm -hmm. When you look at community structure. Unfortunately, within the black community, community structure within families, family structure, it's very screwed. I agree. Okay. Yeah. So when we look at family structure, the family is a core of a community. If families are broken, the mm -hmm. community is broken. Gender okay. dynamics are broken. Raising children, the system that you raise your children in is broken. Therefore, mm -hmm. when they grow up and they become adults, they follow those same exact cycle cycles that have never been fixed. Okay. When you look at other communities, lots of times their communities are more They're not perfect, of course, more put together. They're more whole. They have certain customs and ideas that have been formed and molded and perfected and carried from generation to generation to generation. Okay. That is what you see today. Yes, there are different, you know, <laughs> remixes of that same idea, but they're concrete, they're strong. Okay. Yeah. When we look at the global community, right? When people outside are looking into those communities and saying, oh, 
The majority of these families are single parents. The majority of these families come from broken homes. There's abuse. There's alcoholism. There's history of, you know, educational disparity. They see that and it blows up into more of a global scope. That's how you get stereotypes. That's how you get all of that. All right. So when we look at how these movements are formed and how these ideas are spread, you have to look at how family dynamics work. Who are the majority of people in African-American communities who are making decisions for the families? Women. Yeah. Who are the majority of communities where lots of times they are ousted out or they are not present? Men. The black men. So no, 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 I feel like, I feel like we tend but to... But it goes... No, I feel like we tend to focus on the... I'm so sorry. It's not that they're out. It's, it's how... Where are they? Where are they? Okay. It's not, it's not a circle analysis. Okay. Circle analysis. <laughs> okay. Yes. It's a cycle that's just never been fixed. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it's going to be fixed. All right? I'm going to just get to that. I don't know how it's going to be fixed. I just feel it's like... It's a cycle that has continuously been broken okay and of course there are plenty of families that are together and you know there are fathers who are there and there are fathers who are teaching their children how to remain united and all facets of life but unfortunately there are both social and systematic situations that are obstacles there we go thank you thank you obstacles that are impeding but I think that in okay in because that's something that we cannot ourselves control because we are not the ones who are creating those situations so I feel like in 2020 when you have Twitter available to you when you have IG when you have social when you have all this information available to you I don't think how I don't think it's that hard for us as black women to say to men you go through a struggle as black men because you are black we understand that and we are here for you and we will try to help for you because we understand that struggle but you should also understand that we go through a separate struggle as women and you can Mm -hmm. and it annoys me when people try to separate the racial and the gender struggle because we as black women go through it simultaneously we cannot separate the two no matter how hard we try Every I've seen many instances where one woman, one woman, she was a black woman and her friend, and they were being harassed by this black man. Oh, we have two minutes left of the life, but they were really? being harassed by this black man. And then she, they went to get shelter from a, a hotel, and the white woman was also being racist towards her and the man. And this woman was now conflicted because he didn't have to be called the N word, but then again, he's also the one making her feel unsafe. So is that type of like? double struggle that we always have to go through and we always have to keep in mind but whenever we try to place it and like pinpoint that particular problem with black men they don't believe us they don't don't see how we can also be a part of this system that is against us which is very frustrating and i don't understand yeah no i just i just said because the way the black community is that black women are very are very pro i will fight i will fight for this random man that i do not know because he could be my son but black men don't return that energy and it, I've it never really it. doesn't make sense to me because like we would die for y'all but it it's not reciprocated so it doesn't it blows my mind 
Let me see on any of the other points. Um, I think we can just like wrap it up about like how um, even though we are fighting for our rights during this whole pandemic, we have to remember that the pandemic actually still exists. Yes, ma'am. The pandemic. I think that's the last part. So, so please wear face masks. You want to know the funniest thing? When I went to, when I went outside to do my own hair. I didn't wear my face mask and my mom called me from Nigeria. Mind you, it's like 2 a.m. in Nigeria when this happened. And I wasn't wearing my face mask and we FaceTimed and she started freaking out on me that I wasn't wearing my face mask to go down to the basement to do laundry. And that just like, oh. yeah. And that just, she was like, you're still going to be exposed to other people. I'm like, yeah, two other people. And she's like, no, you, you, because she was literally like, this is a matter of life or death. Like, you will die. She was freaking out. <laughs> so, yeah. But, I mean, that's like, that's a fear that we've like been, even my parents have that same fear because when I, when I got that email from my job saying that, oh, you didn't come back. Now we're like, okay, how do I even get there? How do I get back? Like, what, like, it, we just, it's just a scary time because it just really seems like our government is not really thinking about us they're thinking about the economy so um they're not thinking about our lives Umu, you can go outside so. honey you can go <laughs> no i know she's used to looking yourself i really you do want to go outside as long as you have sanitizer as long as you're mask, being smart you can be okay i even go outside me, of all people. I every day honey yeah. you be smart okay you, you'll be okay people can work yeah. around People can work around Corona. You just have to be smart, okay? But we already know a lot of people aren't, clearly. The thing is, a lot of people... No, I went to Giant. I was the only one that I saw during my whole Giant journey. I was the only one I saw that wore, that wore a mask. That truly scared me. Girl, the Corona Yeah, it's because studio. a lot of people are selfish. I keep telling you about these vents, sis. Don't scare like that. You have to get outside, otherwise your body is not going to be conditioned to when you actually have to get outside. The immune system actually, you're going to get a vitamin D You have to go outside. Which will make you more susceptible to the thing, so you might as well just go You have to go outside. As long as you're safe, as long as you carry sanitizer and wear a mask, you'll be okay. Don't worry, we'll have a picnic. We could be six feet apart. But yeah, it's just very scary. We we have no idea what's gonna happen in the future, the next six months, because it could get worse. It could get better. There's a predictive it's all... wave. Yep. Oh. It's crazy to see people without masks. Restaurants that I don't understand. I don't. Understand. I be looking at like, people are like... people are risking social distancing to go to the club. <laughs> Churches, I had ch in Nigeria, they're planning to reopen churches, and in Nigeria, churches are like packed thousands of people a day. I think they're gonna, so I don't know how, but only like 10 people per church. You can't, yeah, like, what's the point? Gonna, like, that's like really a service of the and then you know, you gotta get the tithe in, you got cash, gotta get paid. <laughs> there's cash up, there's Venmo, there's, there's but I would say if you're going to these protests, if you're going to these marches, please make sure that you're wearing the appropriate gear, but then also to 
get tested. So also, if you have an immunodeficiency, just stay home altogether. If you have sickle cell, don't if go. you have HIV, if you have what other, if you're asthmatic. If you have any deficiencies in any of the vitamins, don't go. Basically, okay. if you're sick in any way, shape, or form, you're more susceptible, susceptible to corona, so don't okay. go. And if you know for and sure you might be sick and you don't be going home mm-hmm. to other people, don't go. Because you don't know what's going on with other people's bodies and you decide to go. And I'm not saying, I'm not dogging you anybody who wants to go to a protest because I, I wanted to go to a protest, but then I also had to think a lot. I said exactly. I I decided so, I thought about myself and my conditions and I was like, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. So also, you just have I to consider really. yourself. <laughs> I was like to myself too, like, how am I? Do I have? I thought the maybe a bicycle stamina anymore to <laughs> run away from the cops. No, no. I don't know any I, parkour. No, not even to run away from the cops. It's as a stampede occurs. Mm. And you in the middle, you trying to book it and you. Yes. Like, Mufasa, you just, yeah, it's not, it's not. Oh, my gosh. Because when people <laughs> they don't care. They, they grab whoever They're running for their lives. That's true. So, I've seen protests back home. They had a protest on one of the expressways. What? Cars. Oh, my God. Cars with them. Cars stop people. And those expressways, they drive fast on the, oh, my God. Bruh, there was the same people, people ride, uh, running up the walls. The I mean, all in all, I really do hope that change does come from this because we tired, we sick and tired of being tired. So hopefully there are changes because, you know, Minneapolis, they decided to disband their police force. So like, hopefully it was a whole we'll force where they decided to disband the concept of headlock, putting people in headlocks. They just. <laughs> no, it's a whole like they kind they basically burnt down and they decided not to rebuild. Wow. Uh, so they just dis- they disbanded. The they said that they disbanded. They're not dis- No, no. The headline was they decided to disband. I'll show it to you. I'll send you to the okay. link. Ah, but, okay. Because there are have been I do know there has been laws talking about headlocks and stuff like that, but they have already been in place. Like, when Eric Garner died, there was already a headlock law against that. So clearly that wasn't doing anything, but they have decided to disband, and we'll see what happens with that. And so it's like getting passed to the governor, which is then going to the Senate, which is then going to the House. Or what do you mean? It's not one particular department. It's not. It's only Minneapolis. Okay, so only they're that only practicing with that. In particular. Only that. Specific. Yeah, in particular. Hmm. You know what? Basically, people, there are smarter ways to protest. There are other ways to protest instead of physical. Sign petitions, write letters to your local congressman, all those, all that stuff. There are other ways to protest. Well, how did the Brianna do anything about this? I think that, I don't know, because I was very, com- like, confused about a lot of different stuff. But I feel there are like other people ways to protest. can protest. I think people have the right to um, go out there and protest. No, I'm not saying like, they don't have the right to. I feel like they should. I'm saying if you can't. If you can't, yeah. If you can't, of course, do all of that. But I feel like also just educate your children, too. Mm-hmm. Like, don't yeah. allow them to go outside and be fearful. That creates a whole generation of children who are afraid of going outside of their communities, who are afraid of 
interacting with white people with the fear that they will be, you know, arrested. The fear of, you know, having, con like, communicating with their neighbor who might be uh, an officer or anyone. Like, I feel like it all starts with education. Start with your kids. Talk to them, with them, and talk to them about, you know, what's happening and how people feel and why they're doing certain things. Because otherwise, if you go ahead and internalize it and not communicate with your children, they're just going to think that that's just life. And that's yeah. how things are going to be for a long time. And that's not how mm -hmm. life should be. Life should be full of change. I feel like in a country like America, all people should be teaching their children this. And, and also, just also, we should be educating each other. They should there should be a sense of compassion when people are being introduced to new concepts that they've never talked about mm -hmm. before. So like, you know, black women try to be, you know, patient when talking to your black men, black male friends. And also you're also your non-black friends. So like, it's just, it's going to take a lot of patience. I know they should have been already doing the work, but Hey, alas, here we are, but it's just, it's going to take time and we have to be ready for it to take time. We can't get tired. You know, you can take breaks, but we can't get tired <laughs> and give up. So, yeah, I think that's the gist of what we want to talk I have about. One more thing to say. Yeah. So I've decided that after a long deliberation that I am going mm -hmm. to contact, I work at Target, contact my HR director about doing somehow doing like a open air session, like a open what is it called like a so courageous like a conversations type of talk with the town hall yes Ooh. town hall because as a corporation at target has got some major things to resolve mm -hmm. but as a store in general i feel like you have to start at the small smaller level local level yeah. there's a lot to be hashed out when we talk okay. about black lives matter there when we talk about just black dynamics between men and women, it's just a lot. Mm -hmm. It really yeah. is. And I feel like those small things can make such a bigger impact because it creates this bigger sense of community. And so yeah. mm -hmm. I actually agree with that. I think that's a really good idea. I also think like in communities mm -hmm. as well, we can start with that. I feel like we should, if anything, we should start with the whole dichotomy between like black men and black women mm -hmm. and their dynamics in the society and like the open air discussion thing is actually a really good idea and they should have transgender people and yeah. gay people and, and all just, like, that, all, know, like whole... it should be like black men black women black um lgbtq black disabled people like they should all come together and just have a conversation and then i feel like if we do that and then we get sort of the ideas out there i'm not saying everybody will agree but at least like our point of view will be out there yeah, and then yeah. and it'll be more encompassing of everybody all black lives exactly the irony but like because it really started off with like we have this thing called wellness wednesdays and so basically our hr director will give out like index cards and you write like different mottos that you live by so this one guy what he wrote on an index card he said black women kill black women black men kill black men what we need to stick together 
And so I understand. My jaw is like.